Welcome to Conversations with Mark and Deborah Griffo, a marriage and family podcast dedicated to building strong families. And now your hosts, Mark and Deborah. Thank you for joining Deborah and me in this conversation about marriage. We are so excited to be with you today. And you know, it's a beautiful day in San Diego. And speaking of San Diego, our son Daniel just got married yes, this did. past week. Congratulations, Daniel and Leah, if you're listening to this. And we are so happy for you. What a beautiful, beautiful son and new daughter-in-law we have. Yes, indeed. And your wedding was so beautiful. You know, as mom and I sat there and listened to you, we heard you give covenant to each other. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. What is covenant all about? You know, Jesus makes the point most clearly that marriage is the doings of God. Mark 10, verses 6 through 9, from the beginning of creation, God made the male and female. And you know what? He designed marriage to be so beautiful And even from the very beginning of time, God made a covenant with mankind. You know, he said, I will love you forever unconditionally. And today, we want to talk about what that covenant means. Because there is a difference between a covenant and a contract. And we want to talk about that today. Right, because marriage is a covenant. And even back when Jesus was walking on the face of the earth, the Pharisees came to him, and it's recorded in Matthew 19.3. And they were testing him, and they were saying, Jesus, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for just any reason? And Jesus replied, Have you never read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female, and said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother, and shall be joined inseparably to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And so he's talking all about a covenant right there. He's saying they're no longer two, but they're one flesh. So what's the difference? Between a covenant and a contract. Well, that's what I think we need to talk about today because, you know, we need to help our listeners, Deborah, understand that marriage isn't just something that we go through because we're supposed to. It says a man leaves his father and mother, and I love what you read because there's that clinging too. And part of the clinging and part of the release that God has for us in marriage is a result of the covenant that we make with each other. I remember just in Daniel's wedding just a couple of weeks ago, as Daniel wrote his own covenant to Leah and as Leah wrote her own covenant to Daniel, they expressed that covenant with such deep-hearted feeling. Daniel wept as he spoke to his bride and Leah, she wept as she spoke to her husband. And there was this connection that was so beautiful. And so we have to talk about what the difference is, because if we don't know what the difference is, our marriage is going to be flatlined, it's going to be humdrum, and there will be no life to it. That's right. And when you're in a covenant, you're saying to one another, this marriage is the most important relationship I will ever have on the face of this earth. And it and it's it's all about hearts connecting And um, covenant is, well, first of all, it's based on a mutual commitment. 
And so many times we hear it in a wedding, until death do us part. Yeah, that's true, covenant. And it's a mutual commitment until death, which Mm -hmm. means you basically are giving up your rights. But then a contract is based on mutual, what I feel is mutual distrust. You've got to protect your rights a little bit, you know, you're not going to go all the way with your heart because there's just a possibility and you're not fully trusting. You have a little area of distrust. It's almost like, honey, that's a way out in case it doesn't work. Right. And you know what? That's not supposed to happen because marriage works. God intended it to work and there's ways to make sure it does. Oh, that's so good. And he did. He gave us instructions in the Word of God how that covenant works out. Mm-hmm. And that mutual commitment means I am giving myself no more um, top priority. I am not the priority anymore. <laughs> but number one, when we give our lives to the Lord, He is First and foremost, he is our number one priority. Amen? That's right. And then number two now is our spouse. So God is first and our spouse is second. Right. That's the correct priority. And if we keep that commitment, just that commitment alone is going to cause us to walk through our marriage in such a healthy, blessed way on this earth. Okay, so that's the plumb line. That is the plumb line. That is what literally measures everything to become strong, straight, and mighty in your marriage. And we've talked about this so many times in our podcast. When we do give the Lord, when we give God, make Him our number one, we are in relationship with Him first and foremost. All the other relationships begin to align in our life. Yeah, it does. I remember even, you know, we've been in ministry 40 years, and every church that I've pastored, I remember standing up before the congregation and telling them, you know what? This church is not number one. I said, God is number one. My wife and my family are number two, and this church is number three. When I kept that alignment, which we have done all of our married life and ministry life, It has become such a strength to us because our family has become strong, our children have become mighty, and our ministry has become very solid because of that. That's right. And it's just going back to the scripture, everything points back to the Word of God. Everything. Matthew 6, 33. So above all, above all, above everything, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness (laughs) That proceeds from him. And then all of these less important things will be given to you abundantly. <laughs> that is so good. I, I think I put it this way. Marriage is the display of God. And when we show off our marriage in the sense that God is number one mm-hmm. and our spouse is number two, mm-hmm. that just is so beautiful. You know, Paul He makes the point really clear in Scripture that marriage is designed to be the display of God. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 31 and 32, he quotes that. And he says, you know, like you said, we should leave our father and mother and cleave to our wife. It just goes back to the very beginning. And, you know, 
marriage is very profound and it's always a good mystery. There's always <laughs> something more to find out in marriage. Oh my right? goodness. It never ends. It never <laughs> ends. Oh my goodness. But that's so good. That beautiful covenant that Jesus has made with us, we've made with him. You know, we are inseparable. He has mm-hmm. come into us. He is living and dwelling within us. We're inseparable. Well, when we show that type of relationship in a, in a marriage, when we show that covenant that commitment off to the world when the world sees our commitment Mm -hmm. we really are showcasing the commitment that god has for the world for all of us yeah and there's nothing wrong with showcasing what god is doing you know we're seeing a mighty move of god take place you know conway west uh he just became a born-again, spirit-filled believer. And something I heard him say in an interview, he said, you know what? I'm here to show off God. I'm here to show off what He can do. And it's like, this is what our marriages can do. We can show God right. off in our marriage. That's right. And we can show the world that it can be strong. It can be mighty. And it's all done because of this covenant that we make to one another. It's a covenant of trust and full commitment. Mm -hmm. And when we have that heart connection, that we're committed no matter what, we have a confidence Mm -hmm. wherever we go in our city, wherever God takes us when we're together, there's that underlying confidence that there's commitment here. We're in covenant and you begin to enjoy life. You can trust one another. You begin to, like you said, we can showcase our love and our commitment to the world around us. And Mm -hmm. that's really been our ministry, honey, for for 40 years. What a blessing it's been to be in the San Diego area and the other places God takes us for ministry to showcase who he is, that he can build a strong, beautiful, vibrant, exciting marriage. There's no doubt, sweetheart, that this world today needs to see strong and mighty couples. And the basis for that is the kind of commitment and dedication that I make to you, even on a constant and daily basis. I covenant to you. I give up my rights. I give up myself for the sake of making sure you are taken care of and making sure that you shine and we shine with the glory and the power of God in our lives. It's so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, commitment really is the bottom line for the for covenant. You've got to be mutually committed. And, you know, that means through everything. In real marriage, you know, you're going to disagree. We're going to have to learn how to communicate. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to learn how to affair-proof our marriage. I mean, these are all things that we, everyone learns how to do in marriage. God helps us to learn these things. But bottom line is we're learning them as we are mutually committed. That's so good. You know, also, honey, covenant surrenders rights and assumes responsibilities. This is very, very important, and this is very powerful because in a contract, a contract protects rights and it shirks responsibility. Mm. We have to take responsibility for our life and our marriage and our family. That's good. You know, we are co-owners with everything that we have. We share our rights We share our responsibilities. It's not, I have mine and you have yours. It's no, we have them together. We give up our rights to, you know, 
everything. You know, we don't keep our finances separate. They're together. You know, our home, our cars, all that we have. It belongs to you, babe. You've got it all. But I've got everything you have, too. (laughs) And together, it's a fantastic setup. Yeah, I really feel like that's God's very best. Mm -hmm. I know there's couples listening to us uh, today that may have separate um, incomes, and therefore they want separate bank accounts. But really, when we're surrendering our rights we don't have to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can trust one another. That's right. We should be able to have the same bank account. We should be able to keep our finances together. We should be able to be co-owners of our homes, co-owners mm-hmm. of our cars. I really feel like that is God's very best. And there's a strength mm-hmm. in that when we are both I mean, there might be one that's stronger at managing the finances, managing the resources of the family, which is completely fine and wonderful. Right. But I believe they they need to be in both names. They need to belong to both. I feel like that is uh, surrendering in covenant. You know, I'm reminded of a Old and New Testament principle. And it's all about covenant. Covenant in the Old and New Testaments were sealed by the blood. In the Old Testament, when Jesus wasn't in the picture yet, a covenant was made, and it was called sumthinki. And it meant that everything I have is yours, and everything you have is mine. And that covenant would be carried out by the slitting of the wrists, and they would cut themselves a little bit, and blood would pour out on both of the partners or both of those making an agreement. And they literally would mingle their blood together. Of course, we don't do this today, but they would mingle their blood together and they would say to each other, everything I have belongs to you and everything you have belongs to me. And we go into the New Testament where the blood covenant was made and it was with Jesus Christ. His blood was poured out, and Jesus covenanted with us and said, Look, I'm giving you eternal life. I'm giving you this forever. Everything I have, everything that I have meant to be on this planet during my 33 years, it all belongs to you. I give you everything. Mm. He gave us his love. He gave us his peace. He gave us his joy. He gave us his rest. Everything belongs to us. It's so good. And it's so much part of the covenant saying, I give up everything for you. I want to do this. Not I have to do this, but I want to do this. And when there's that desire, there's peace in the marriage. Mm -hmm. And there's a powerful, powerful synergy that happens when two husband and wife connect and say, hey, look, babe, I'm all yours and you're all mine. And that is awesome. That's so good. (laughs) I love how even in, I remember in John 17 where Jesus is praying to the Father and he says, Father, all I have is yours Mm. and all you have is mine. And then he talks about how he's given all that he has to us. Mm -hmm. And that is the picture of our marriages on the earth. Everything we have belongs to yes. one another. And so, you know, practically speaking, that's everything. 
Mm-hmm. It's everything. Yeah. And what about even, you know, I think of our son and new daughter-in-law. You know, they're they're going to join their finances. They're going to join their bills will belong mm-hmm. to both of them. You know, their cars will belong to both of them. Um, they're going to give up their rights to privacy. Mm. I mean, everything's an open book now. And I feel like we need to go a step further in our culture and say that even our passwords on our phone oh, good. are open. Yes. Our checkbooks, our computers. Like, you know my password. I know your password. There's nothing. There's no secret life. This nope. is full trust. And, you know, we can't get caught if we let our spouse know everything. Mm-hmm. You can look at my phone anytime. I can look at yours You know, I think if there was this kind of agreement made with each other in this covenant relationship that we have, if every couple did that, think about pornography, I think, would be reduced. Violence and unkind words and anger would be reduced. And there would be peace that literally jumps into that home like we've never seen before. You know, it's all part of trust. And covenant equals trust. I trust you, babe. That everything you're doing is for the benefit of our family. You trust me. Everything I'm doing is for the benefit of my family. What I put my eyes on is for the sake of building us up, not me. And I tell you, this makes the difference in a relationship. It's so good. So your marriage, those of you listening today, was a covenant. It was under God. Therefore, Mm -hmm. you have a covenant under God which means, number one, we talked about, it's mutually committing your lives to one another until death. Number two, the covenant surrenders rights and it assumes responsibilities. I think we have one more, don't we? We do. And then the third one is covenant has the interest of the other in mind, Hmm. where contract has personal convenience in mind. And um, I, I believe that we can even see that in Ephesians 5, 21, 25, where it talks all about marriage. And um, it says in verse 21, And out of your reverence for Christ, be supportive of each other in love. Mm, this is so good. Wives, this means be devoted to your husbands like you are tenderly devoted to the Lord. Husbands, This means provide the leadership for your wife, just as Christ provides leadership for his church as the Savior and the reviver of the body. And in the same way the church is devoted to Christ, let the wives be devoted to their husbands in everything. And to the husbands, you are to demonstrate love for your wives with the same tender devotion that Christ demonstrated. Okay, babe, this is so good. This scripture literally needs to be posted on every refrigerator. (laughs) It needs to be posted in every bathroom on the mirror as a reminder to us about our relationship with each other. I think we should go through this scripture a little more in detail because there's so much rich information here. It says, and out of your reverence for Christ, be supportive of each other in love. Mm -hmm. This is so good because the Lord supports us. He puts desires in our hearts. He puts dreams in our hearts. 
And when we begin running with those dreams and desires, he's behind us. And there's a reverential fear that grips our life. Like, what is going to happen if I don't carry out the plan of God in my life? It says, wives, this means being devoted to your husbands, like you are tenderly devoted to the Lord. Well, that right there tells us how we're supposed to be devoted to the Lord with tenderness and with real affection. And then it goes on to say, just as Christ provides leadership for his church, oh my goodness, is the Savior and the reviver of the body? This is so fantastic. In the same way the church is devoted to Christ, let wives be devoted to their husbands and everything. This is like such a strength when we understand these principles. And then husbands, you're to demonstrate love for your wives with the same tender devotion that Christ has for you. Our wives need our tenderness. They need our reverence. They need our compassionate touch. This is all part of the covenant. And this scripture, honey, is such a foundational scripture for couples today. Mm -hmm. That's really good. You know, covenant Mm. means that your interests, the interests that you have, are more important than mine. I want to back you up in those interests. And same with you. You want to back those interests Mm -hmm. up. I don't have my personal convenience in mind now all of the time. I have your personal interest <laughs> and you in do. mind. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, this is, this is the epitome. This is Ephesians 5 is the epitome. This is mm-hmm. what we strive to. This is what we desire. This is how we want to operate in our loving relationships. And these are the vows we make until death do us part. This is our resolve. And so the trying times that we experience in our marriage are not the times to quit trying. No. We say we have and hold each other in our marriage vows to have and to hold. And, you know, when we go through the trying times, we just cry out to God, God, we need you. And then we make that decision that the enemy will not have our marriage. And the longer we live, the stronger we're going to get. And it's like, That's we're, right. we're co-warriors. We're fighting for mm-hmm. this beautiful legacy mm-hmm. that we're passing on to the generations. We're, we're fighting for this legacy of the kingdom of God that we are mm-hmm. passing on to the generations following us. Honey, we have to have that determination in our hearts and lives that we're not going to give up. We're not going to quit. That we're in it for the long haul. Because something goes wrong doesn't mean the whole marriage is going awry. It's like we have to constantly put in our hearts, couples, families, you have to constantly put in your hearts, we're going to continue to stand. We're not going to give up. We're going to plow through this problem. Mm -hmm. We're going to go forward. We're not going to look back. And we're going to make this thing work. That's what you and I have done through the many years of our marriage, babe. When there's been difficulties and circumstances that have been adverse to us, We made a decision that it's not going to take us down. In fact, it's going to take us higher. And we're going to go on top of the situation, not underneath the circumstances. When we do that and we make that determination, it changes everything. It's a game changer. And I think we need to say, and I think couples need to say from the get-go and all the way throughout their marriage, we're not giving up. We're not going to use the word divorce. We're not going to use the word separation. We're committed. We're covenanted to each other for the long haul till death do us part. That's good. Yeah, that's that's covenant. 
And, you know, we, we go through hard times. There's things in each other's lives that we're working through on this journey mm-hmm. that we're in called life and called marriage. And so there's so much patience. Is it, is it no, you know, wonder that 1 Corinthians 13 is all about the love chapter and mm-hmm. how it's patient, it's kind, it's long-suffering. And, mm-hmm. and these, are the, these are the traits that we carry. We have these in our spirit man, our renewed spirit man. And as we release them in our relationships, it just causes our relationships to be loving. And then we can put ourselves below, um, or not, I don't want to say below, we put others above yes. ourselves. yes. You know, we are equally submitted to one another. We are mm-hmm. equally valuable in God's eyes. However, we are preferring one another. Yes. We are putting each other's interests above ours. And this is the covenant, the covenant relationship that God has intended for every man and woman in marriage. Yeah, I just keep hearing the word, keep the covenant, keep the covenant, keep it alive, keep it active, be proactive in your relationship with each other. And even if you have to weekly remind each other of this beautiful covenant you've made, mm-hmm. do it. Because it's a reminder of the covenant God has made with us. And if you're listening today and you find your life is not where it is, should be with Jesus Christ, if you have not made him Lord of your life and you need to, do that today. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and let me add, your marriage will be saved, and your family will be saved. It's going to just roll all the way down. Honey, I just want us to pray. I want you to pray, and then I'm going to pray too. And let's just pray over these couples listening today that they have the keeping power in them to go forward and keep the covenant. Father, I thank you that you cause our marriages to last. Lord, I thank you that as we are both committed in covenant with you, Lord, that you allow us to build our marriages upon these covenant principles. And so, Father, we thank you. And we just say today, we need you, Father. Mm -hmm. We thank you that you are always with us. You are always strengthening us, Lord. You are always refreshing us. Yes, you are. Father, help us to look, look at that day when we covenanted our marriage with you, Father. Let us remember that day. And I thank you for the strong marriages, Lord, that are listening to this conversation today. I thank you, God, that they will be marriages that will last and stand the test of time. Mm. I thank you for where you've brought them so far. And Lord, I thank you, Father, that you're continuing to give them the strength to go for the long haul. Mm -hmm. Father, I pray that they would have enjoyment, fun, and just great times together, Lord, throughout their days on this earth, that they would enjoy one another to the fullest. They would enjoy you to the fullest, Lord, and that this covenant would truly be a marriage made in heaven that is yes. being demonstrated on this earth, Lord. And I thank you for that. Thank you for giving these listeners strength, fresh hope, and renewal in their marriages, in Jesus' name. Yes, and even, Deborah, as you were praying, I feel like there's a couple that is on the brink of divorce. You have had trouble, there's been turmoil, there's been a lot of turbulence going on, and you're just saying, you know what, let's just give it up, let's just check out. I'm telling you today, 
as a man of God, no, don't check out, but check in. Check into the ways of God. Check into the ways of the Spirit. Check into the covenant you made with each other and change your mindset that God is going to see you through. We come against all discouragement, despair, and despondency right now. And I pray, Lord, you would build that couple up in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you today that you are with each of us. And Lord, as Deborah is prayed and as I agree, Lord, thank you that you are strengthening the couples of America and around the world. I pray for a revolution of strong marriages to take place throughout this land. I pray, Lord, that you would put within the heart of man, Lord, the desire to press on and keep moving forward and not looking back. And so, Lord, even right now, we dedicate every marriage to you every relationship to you. May you be first and foremost in those relationships and in those covenants. We decree this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for joining us today in this conversation. Deborah and I enjoy being with you once a month as we converse back and forth. I have a feeling we're going to continue this conversation, Deborah, the next time because we've got even more to say about what it means to be in covenant, and even so, what are the responsibilities in that covenant? This is Mark and Deborah reminding you today that you can have a strong marriage, and with the help of the Lord, it's going to be strong all the days of your life. God bless you, and we'll talk next time. This podcast has been produced by the loving contributions of our partners and friends. If you desire to know more about Stronger Together Ministries, please visit the website at www.strongertogetherministries.org. It's our desire to bless you and encourage you to have a strong family. If you care to invite Mark and Deborah to your church or ministry, please contact them at contact at strongertogetherministries.org. We are stronger together as we are building strong families. God bless you.